But we begin this evening in the domain of U.S. presidential politics. The current resident of the White House is immensely proud of his Irish heritage, and President Biden also follows JFK as only the second Catholic to win the presidency. For a long time in the United States, it seemed unlikely that a candidate of Irish Catholic stock could achieve America's highest office. In the presidential election of 1928, religion played a big role as Democratic candidate Al Smith became the first Roman Catholic to be nominated for president by a major party. Colin Flynn has the story. If Al Smith had never existed, we wouldn't have that wonderful story. We wouldn't have the story of the kid from the Lower East Side who is nominated for president, which to this day is still one of the most extraordinary political stories we have in the United States. Al Smith is the major American historical figure who has been most forgotten by history, and it's a real shame. Alfred E. Smith was born in 1873 and grew up on the Lower East Side of New York in a very poor Irish-American family. Here's author and journalist Robert Caro. Well, we know he had to leave school at the age of 13. Uh, His father had died some years before. And in those days, if a widow had to go to the government or go to charity, The first thing that happened was her children were taken away and put in an institution. Al Smith hears his mother say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. And he says, I'll take care of you. He dropped out of school completely. He worked at the Fulton Fish Market from 5 in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, five days a week. Alfred Smith grew up in the Gilded Age while the Brooklyn Bridge was being constructed. He would later say that he and the Brooklyn Bridge grew up together. He came from a very Catholic family and neighborhood. Al Smith would have been a simple, sincere, genuine Catholic. That's Archbishop of New York, Cardinal Timothy Dolan. He loved his Catholic faith. He was proud of it. He took it seriously. The importance of loyalty to your friends a sensitivity to those in need, just an inbred innate value that the poor deserved a a helping hand. These are all Catholic values that would have been part of Al's life. His political career started early in life and Al Smith aligned himself with the people that he knew best, the working class immigrants. By legislative enactment, today is the first day that lager beer in excess of a half of 1% may be legally possessed. Al Smith was what we would call today a character, a real New Yorker. You know, you think of Al Smith, he looked so funny today's terms. I mean, he had a lot of gold teeth in front. His face was red. His nose had veins on it. He wore these funny-looking us, funny-looking suits with very wide pinstripes, always was smoking this big cigar. Despite being a bit rough around the edges, he was popular and in 1918 was elected as governor of New York and went on to make tremendous changes to help the lives of the working class. Well, I think Al Smith uh, was different from a lot of the governors who came before or after. 
George Pataki is another former governor of New York. New York has this tradition of kind of aristocratic governors, the Harrimans and Roosevelt's and Rockefellers and people like that. Al Smith came from the people, came from the streets. Before Al Smith, uh, a lot of people believed that government should help people, but only the right sort of people. Terry Galway is an author and historian. And this was handed down to New Yorkers and to Americans from the Victorians in Britain, where there was a difference between the worthy poor and the other poor. And Smith blurred that difference. In fact, he smashed that difference. You were entitled to aid because we were a great society. We were a good society. His election as governor of New York was also historic as it was the first time an Irish-American Catholic was ever elected as governor of a state. He was breaking the mold of who an elected official should be. Author Robert Caro. His inauguration for the first term was one of the great moments in American history because it symbolizes how immigrants can become a part of American society. He was an Irish Catholic. He was the first Irish Catholic to be elected governor of any state in the Union. The inaugural parade in Albany was led by the 69th Regiment, New York's Fighting 69th, the Irish Regiment. Trainload after trainload of people from the Fourth Ward came up. They were singing his song, East Side, West Side. When he goes to Albany, the upstate Republicans try to make fun of his lack of education. But Al Smith had an answer for everything. There was this upstate Republican, a real snob from, I think, Buffalo, and he says something about Smith's education. This is when he's speaker. Smith comes down to the floor and he says, I would just like to refer the gentleman to Buffalo to the grammatical rule that says when a pluperfect adjective precedes a noun, insert a plus. Smith used to say, my degree is from FFM, the Fulton Fish Market. He felt the lack of an education all his life, but he also felt it was important that he overcome. He was able to overcome his lack of education. However, when he ran for president as the Democratic nominee in 1928, there would be other hurdles he couldn't overcome, like his Catholic faith. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. He really, take this the right way, he didn't think his Catholicism was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal to him because it had to do with eternal salvation, but he couldn't figure out why people were so upset about it. He was startled especially by the bigotry in, uh, in Protestant uh, preachers in a very celebrated exchange that he had with a, with a Protestant uh, pastor. He went nationally and, and acquitted himself very well. And when the Protestant uh, preacher said, uh, what would you do if you received an encyclical from the Pope telling you what to do? Now, we know what an encyclical is, a formal teaching document from the Pope, the successor of Peter. Al Smith was a good Catholic, but he looked and he said, what the hell is an encyclical? His opponent was the Republican candidate Herbert Hoover. Elizabeth Perry is a political historian and professor who researched the 1928 U.S. presidential election, comparing Hoover to Smith. And they let me watch some old newsreels of his campaign speeches. And here was this man in a stiff collar, a beautiful suit, speaking perfect English in a Midwestern bland accent. And he was extremely bland. But you could see how people would say, that's American. 
this guy from New York who says radio and who says the word the word world wild uh, he was so New York and so Lower East Side that they couldn't identify with him. Hoover, they could identify with. He was easy to caricature uh, because what? He was kind of a big city, heavily accented New Yorker with a cigar and a glass of whiskey and his derby. And he was easy to caricature as a corrupt, big city Irish Catholic politician. Outside of New York, Al Smith was attacked for his Catholic faith and the fact that he had Jewish people and people of other faiths on his advisory board. It was an eye-opening and a heartbreaking experience because he traveled you know, throughout the Midwest and the South. Uh, there's a famous episode in Oklahoma where as his train uh, pulled into Oklahoma City, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, which was very active in the 20s, uh, the Klan was burning crosses on the hills. You can't say whether it was more his Catholicism, his anti-prohibition or wet stand, or his New York provincialism, which one was the biggest factor. But taken together, I think they spelled doom. He was very shocked by the venom of anti-Catholicism in 1928. And a lot of the bigotry and standoffishness that he may have experienced in the state, especially from what we call the wasps, more of the, of the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, aristocracy, would have also had to do with his Irishness. They just still looked at the Irish immigrant as sort of unwashed and drank too much and, and not dependable. Hoover went on to win the presidency. And it really had a negative effect on Al Smith. It broke his heart, and I don't know if he ever recovered. Al Smith's fight for the presidency was not in vain. He proved that an Irish-American Catholic from an immigrant family could potentially reach the heights of power in the United States. And it would be just over three decades later that another Irish-American Catholic candidate would repeat what Al had tried. And so, my fellow Americans... He kind of had a bit more polish. Ask not. He would not have sat at a piano and, and uh, sung East Side, West Side. And he would maybe not have had that gritty sidewalk, roll up the sleeves, get things done. What your country can do for you... He was kind of from Catholic aristocracy, as you know. Ask what you can do for your country. John F. Kennedy became the 35th president of the United States. Before his death in 1944, Al Smith went on to leave another legacy in New York City, when this working-class Irish Catholic from the Lower East Side led the construction of the Empire State Building. But as time went on, his name faded from history and Al Smith became largely forgotten, though his legacy lives on in plain sight, not only towering above New York, but also in the laws and policies that aim to help ordinary working class people all across the United States today. Why was Al Smith important? When we think of everything that government can do to improve people's lives, so much of it starts with Al Smith. You know, Franklin Roosevelt, when he was president, once said to Francis Perkins, you know, Francis, practically everything we've done in the New Deal, Al Smith did first in New York. Al Smith was the greatest governor New York has ever seen. 
Every time you go to one of New York's great parks upstate, every time you turn on a light switch, every time when you're in trouble, you turn to government, to society in New York for help, you are experiencing the legacy of Al Smith. You talk about minimum wage. You talk about protection of women workers. You talk about the protection of infants. Now, a lot of people talked big about it. Al Smith did it. When I look back on how this particular immigrant group became so much a part of American life and so much a part of creating what's good in political life in America, it all revolves around the figure of Alfred E. Smith. Colin Flynn was reporting there on the life and the 1928 presidential campaign of Al Smith.